gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, it's an interesting here how old tech devices get to be so valuable. You must have an iPod somewhere, Chris, don't you? Not an actual iPod. I do have an MP3 player, though, that I never used. Okay. The reason I mention that is because the iPod Classic, which was the last iPod with a 160 gigabyte fixed hard drive, mechanical hard drive. Apple discontinued it after keeping it in production for about five years. It sold for something like $299 or something when it was discontinued. Now you have to pay $1,000 to find one on eBay. Wow. Man, I wish I got one back then. I could have put it on eBay. Oh, yeah. Just think about that. All the things that uh, we don't have value for. Uh, For example, I'll give you another example of that. I have a relative who is selling one of these Ronald McDonald statues from the 60s that they stuck in front of stores. That's worth a few thousand. Wow. But I don't know. In terms of the UFO and paranormal field, what do you think would get a lot of money? A piece of the Roswell memory metal. um, Yeah, but we're talking about real things, not stuff that will never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk about reality here. Yeah, how about a scale off a reptoid? I remember there was a case in Utah back in the late 90s where this uh, guy claimed that he, I don't know how he got it, he somehow was able to find a uh, an actual scale from a reptoid. I think Daryl Sims was involved in, in that whole thing. Of course, it, as soon as physical evidence like that is, is, you know, there's a claim of that sort, of course, it never seems to pan out. I think in the real world, if we're looking at something that would get money, maybe a classic UFO book, classic work on the paranormal. Yeah, yeah. That, but, geez, I can find, uh, I found a, a first uh, edition George Adamski for five bucks um, at a used bookstore once. You know, that's how I started to buy UFO books. I went to this bookstore in lower Manhattan, and they had all these closeout books about UFOs for a dollar a copy. This, of course, is, what, the 1960s. As a matter of fact, that's where I bought a copy of Jim Mosley's Saucer News. That's where I first saw the magazine that I subscribed. And for some reason, Jim called me on the phone. We had a listed phone number at the time. And he realized I was just a kid. But in a few years, we became friends. But it all started from rummaging the closeout shelves at a bookstore. And the reason I mention that is because there's really not much of that anymore. Where do you no. find a bookstore where you could just rummage the closeouts, the used books, and find a treasure? Nowadays, it's online. Nowadays, most of these small bookstores are gone. In fact, the bookstore I went to, I just remember the name Samuel Weiser. Oh, yeah. sure. They also yeah. had a small publishing company. Yeah, I remember going going down there a few times. So uh, you know, during my New York days, I was looking uh, for books on the Western esoteric tradition, uh, Crowley books, uh, Elifus Levy, um, you know, reissues, reprints, McGregor Mathers, uh, Israel Regardi. I, I picked up a number of things. In fact, my brother found a a very rare book there uh, called. Uh, 
I think the Garden of Pomegranates, which uh, is, is is worth some money. Of course, he has uh, a copy of Crowley's uh, personal copy of his greatest work, The Book of Thoth. Uh, Brennan has the author's proof copy, which he found uh, at a sidewalk sale in Al- Albany, New York, and bought a box of books for $5 with some pretty valuable books on history of the Masons. And one of the books was this leather-bound book that uh, uh, we've had authenticated, and this was over 30 years ago, and uh, it's the real deal. The only surviving book from Crowley's personal collection. All the rest of the books were burnt. Well, if you ever run out of money, you auction that thing off on eBay. I bet. Yeah, you we turned down uh, five... Mid five figures for it. Let's put it that way. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's now, real deal. Up in Sedona, did they have any of these old bookstores anymore? You know, they don't. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, there is a really good used bookstore in Quartzsite, uh, Arizona, run by this nudist who walks around naked with a sock. <laughs> cinched up <laughs> over his junk. <laughs> so he's basically putting emphasis on put a sock on it yeah well he kind of has to i think legally but um uh, he's quite a character but he has a really neat bookshop i, I found uh what did i find there i found uh i think uh, some old frank edwards uh stuff incident in exeter i think john uh, fuller yes yeah john fuller rather um, um frank edwards by the way it's interesting i got to know him a little bit when i was a plant in the audience arranged by Jim Mosley during one of the shows that Frank Edwards did. And after the show, I got to talk to Frank, and he seemed like a really nice guy, really eager beaver, although he wasn't like an investigative reporter per se. He just basically cited the basics about a sighting, and he kept it up. But he died real young. I think I got to know him about a year before he died. Do you think about all the memories that come back from looking at these old books? And that's like a dying breed. You hardly find that anymore. Here in Arizona, there is something called Changing Hands Bookstore in Tempe. They've got a lot of old stuff, too. And that's one of the places where maybe I'll do a little rummaging. Yeah, Whenever I I go through some of the uh, used book sections, there's uh, the Hippie Emporium in cottonwood has a used book section in there and and uh if i if i find a, a book by keel or valet you know generally they're paperbacks um i'll buy them because i so many people over the years i talk to them about a particular book and and if i have extra copies around then i can lend them out so i've got like i think oh i don't know how many messengers of deception i have probably two or three um dimensions revelations um i've got several copies this uh, is the O'Brien Lending Library. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, you know, you have to make an appointment to visit it. And yeah. I think you have to leave a major credit card as a deposit in case you don't return the book. I'm kidding. Today, this is something really fascinating today. We've got somebody I've known very, very slightly over the years. He was a reader, one of the readers of the magazine I did a number of years ago called Caveat Tour, where we try to look at UFOs, paranormal phenomena, as a very all-encompassing set of mysteries that may have a common cause. Now, George Hansen, first time on the Paracast, has a book that kind of sums up a lot 
of thought that we've expressed here and certainly heavily influenced stalking the tricksters by our old friend there, Mr. Chris O'Brien. His book is called The Trickster and the Paranormal. Okay, it's not a new book. It's out like, you know, 11, 12 years ago. But it's a fascinating subject to enter into. It's not an easy subject to digest. It's not, well, E.T. is coming here and let's prepare for the second coming of the Martians or the, the Zeta Reticulans or whatever they're called. This is something far more complicated because it deals with a force or an energy or something that you find all over the place. It's part and parcel of our existence. And as a matter of fact, we're going to bring up one politically incorrect subject at the very beginning with George Hansen related to a very well-known abduction case. And I won't mention what that is now. I will tell you, folks, that we're immersed now in that new podcast called After the Paracast. It's available only if you're a subscriber to the Paracast Plus, where you also get an ad-free version of this show. How about that? Go to plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com for sign-up instructions for the cost of a Frappuccino every month or a Crappuccino, whatever you want to call it. You get Paracast Plus. But we've got George Hansen. He's coming up next with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. 
That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 it's that time of year again and you know what that means cold and flu season <coughs> but don't worry herbalhealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. Herbalhealer.com also offers correspondence course to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the Winter Specials button to save on our natural cold and flu-fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Not to belabor the point, we do have that new premium service we're offering now called the Paracast Plus at Plus. Dot theparacast.com for more info. PLUS.theparacast.com for more info. For a modest subscription rate, you get an ad free, high resolution version of the show. The After the Paracast exclusive podcast, only available to Paracast Plus subscribers. We have today somebody I've kind of known slightly over the years. We've had crossed paths here and there. He's George Hansen, and he's author of a fascinating book, a classic book in its own right called The Trickster and the Paranormal. George, welcome to the Paracast. How do you like your book being called a classic? Do you feel maybe it's making you look a little bit old? Yes, but I don't mind. Yes, it does. Uh, and, and I think you know, it's been out since 2001, and it's still selling, so I guess that's not quite a classic, but it's certainly moving in that direction. So it's not in the closeout bins of the bookstores yet? Uh, no. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Now, you and I encountered each other maybe once or twice back in the 80s. Do you remember the occasions? Well, I remember meeting you at uh, at least one and maybe more of John Keel's meetings of the New York Fortean Society. And I remember having some of your magazines, Caveat Emptor. Uh, yes. I still have a few of those. But I don't, we probably went out and had uh, a snack after the meetings as we were accustomed to do. But more than that, I'm not sure we've had much contact. Well, those were 
held, I think, on East 30th Street in Manhattan. Yes, in East 30th, uh, East 30th, someplace, first or second, someplace, but yes, yes. And then we went out to, I think, Miss Kay's Deli. Right. Now, Miss Kay's was basically one of these Korean convenience store delis that proliferated in that part of Midtown Manhattan. And you go there and they had like a buffet, like a salad buffet. Right. And, you know, for a dollar or two a pound, I forget how they figured it. I think they weighed it. You just made up a plate of whatever you liked. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll tell you one quick story, and this maybe even leads to tricksters. At one of those New York Fortean Society meetings, Whitley Strieber came on. This was maybe around 1990 or 91 or something like that. And Strieber was explaining, and I guess as a side effect of revealing his abduction experiences in the book Communion and and the follow-ups, that the IRS subjected him to what he called a virulent uh, set of investigations or uh, tax auditing sessions. Do you recall him saying that? I don't, but it wouldn't surprise me. I've heard things like that elsewhere. Uh, But uh, I went to a lot of meetings. Uh, I don't recall that, but uh, I'm very intrigued by the information. The reason I'm intrigued is because within a few months after that, the IRS sends me a notice they want to audit my tax returns. Now, my income postured in those years was very simple. I worked as a pre-press typography specialist for one of those art studios in New York City. On the side, I pursued my paranormal interests. But this lasted for a couple of years, meeting after meeting, as if I was some kind of large corporation. Now, you know, that's long ago and far away. But just the coincidence of having... Strieber talk about the virulent audit of his tax returns and then having that happen to me shortly thereafter. And maybe the reason I bring it up is the fact that you have a book out about the influence of the trickster. So in this case, do we think that maybe there was some trickster influence going on here? Well, well, possibly. People who are heavily engaged in paranormal pursuit are generally a bit marginal. And people who engage in the study are probably a little bit more likely to have synchronicities. Some of those synchronicities are not altogether pleasant. And because the trickster is sort of a subversive character, there, it might just be that that calls upon forces that tend to marginalize and it makes life a little more difficult. Not saying this happens all the time, but I've heard enough accounts of people getting involved in these fields that uh, have had some drawbacks. You're not really part of the mainstream when you're doing this, and the world and universe may just work a little bit against that interest. There are typically costs for heavy involvement in the phenomena. And if you talk to Strieber uh, and listen to him, he certainly paid a real price for his uh, public uh, presentation of his experiences. He's had difficult times. Uh, I have a lot of respect for what he's done, but I don't think it's been easy. I take it then that you believe in Strieber's claims about his abductions. 
I I think he is trying to describe and report them as well as he can. I don't believe he's making these up. Uh, he has admitted that you know, he was uh, heavily influenced by science fiction. Of course, he was a science uh, a fiction writer himself. And so in his life, these phenomena and experiences tend to blur together. Uh, I certainly don't believe he's a charlatan out to make a bunch of money uh, by just, uh, reporting these things. Uh, everything I've been uh, watching him, meeting him, I take him seriously. Doesn't mean I accept the literal reality necessarily, and I don't think Strieber necessarily does of some of these beings and phenomena. We don't know what they are. They may be in some kind of in-between area or some for lack of a better word, different dimension. But I take him seriously. Now, we've asked Streber to come on the Powercast a few times. A couple of times he's accepted, then thought better of it. I ran up to him at one of the International UFO Congress meetings here in Arizona. And I said, why don't you come on the show? And he says, well, you're a bunch of skeptics, aren't you? And I responded, look, we'll ask you hard questions, but we're going to be fair. We'll give you a chance to express your point of view. And he said, well, maybe when I get another book out, but I don't know. I would put him on, you know? I really would put him on the show because I think Chris and I would certainly give him an interesting experience. We won't fawn over him. We won't attack him. We'll give him a chance to express his point of view. Are you in regular touch with Strieber at all? Oh, no. No, no, I'm not. I believe he has his own show, so he may see it as sort of competition. Uh, you know, I'm just speculating here. But I, uh, you know, I met him a few times at the New York 14 Society and one or two other conferences, but that was about it. We have George Hansen. He's author of a book published in 2001, but worthy of discussion in this day and age. It's about the trickster and the paranormal. Oh, wow. And we've got our friendly trickster here, Chris O'Brien, who might start giving us a trickster response. When I say, with Gene and Chris, you're in? The Paracast. Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies paranormal activity, and Floridian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at webtv.net. That's MrUFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Hi. 
Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. The knowledge of the ancients, tried and true, trusted herbs and extracts fused with the latest nutraceutical science. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. For the last two years, our team has been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to develop the ultimate nutraceutical formulation. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit ancientdefense.com or call 888-253-3139. That's ancientdefense.com. Do you have relatives and friends that are convinced there is no need ever to prepare for any kind of emergency? Are these also folks you buy Christmas presents for? At 30dayfoodsupply.com, we can solve both of these problems at the same time. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010. We can ship your Christmas presents directly to them. Choose from our original $99 30-day food supply, our long-term storage vegan burger mixes, and other oatmeal, soups, porridges, beans, and granolas for everyday use. All products are non-GMO, MSG-free, and vegetarian. Most are gluten, soy, and nut-free. Call 541-229-0010 today. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low, cutting out the middleman by buying directly from their producers in Oregon. Remember, only $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Visit the website 30dayfoodsupply.com. Call 541-229-0010. 30dayfoodsupply.com. 541-229-0010. Kurt Southern, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast, we have George Hansen joining us for the first time, and I think after you hear him, you'll know why he's got to come back. He's author of a book called The Trickster and the Paranormal, and that takes you to politically incorrect realms of UFO and paranormal research. George, let's continue with abductions here because we talked about Whitley Strieber. And once again, folks, the invitation is open. I'm sure Whitley is aware of us and sometimes even listens. If you want to come on, Whitley, we'll give you a fair reception. We'll leave it at that. Let's move on. Okay, George, you investigated another abduction case, one involving 
a woman that occurred on the Brooklyn Bridge. And this is the one that was made famous in a book by Bud Hopkins. We had Bud Hopkins on a number of times in the final years of his life. And we talked somewhat about this. We've also had Peter Robbins on, of course, who did Left at Eastgate with Larry Warren, but also worked with Bud Hopkins on abduction cases. And I take it from the things you said about this particular case, you don't buy it. No, I certainly don't. Uh, I think it's a wonderful story. Uh, I'm certainly not the only one to be skeptical of this case uh, today. Bud Hopkins' former wife, Carol Rainey, is also quite skeptical of the case, and she had even more involvement with firsthand accounts and direct experience with the so-called witnesses and especially the evidence. And I believe Carol Rainey will probably be publishing a bit more. She has published some things on a website. So, uh, yeah, the Linda Napolitano case, also known as the Linda Cortile case, did generate an enormous amount of attention back in the 1990s, and Bud Hopkins' book was witnessed. And it's an engaging read, but I don't find it at all compelling. I think uh, it's a very nicely fabricated story, but I don't see any good evidence to accept the reality of it. Now, I wouldn't entirely reject the idea that perhaps Linda herself had some kind of UFO or abduction type of experience. That I grant as a possibility. But the whole story about being taken aboard a flying saucer along with the UN Secretary General and then later being kidnapped by uh, agents of some government uh, probably uh, well, we don't I don't think it was really clear just which agencies uh, Linda was uh, alleging uh, that the uh, kidnappers were from. But it's a wonderful story. But I don't think that Linda or Bud really provided convincing evidence. And if Carol Rainey is even more is more, quite skeptical now, I think uh, there is very little reason to take the case seriously as it, it, it's as it's claimed, it, uh, as Bud claimed. Now, of course, one of the arguments made about Carol Rainey's remarks is that she is the ex-wife who has an axe to grind. And that could be good or bad, depending on your point of view. The other is the timing, that her first publication of her opinions about this case occurred when Bud Hopkins was known to be dying of cancer, and maybe the timing was off, and maybe that is what also colored anything she had to say. Well, I, I don't think uh, either is the case. You know, I've spoken with Carol quite a number of times. I think she, she still has a very high regard for Bud in many ways. Regarding the timing, well, that was also around the time of the Emma Woods case, and that is a very a case that raised concerns in a whole lot of people. That involved uh, Bud Hopkins' colleague, David Jacobs, uh, and who <laughs> attempted to, who was hypnotizing a woman whose pseudonym was Emma Woods and tried to induce a multiple personality disorder. Uh, there were lots of other serious ethical issues raised. Carol Rainey and others became very alarmed and thought, okay, the abduction claims may have some pathology associated in, in, with 
the case and particularly the investigators. There is something really wrong here. Well, here's the thing that bothered me about it. And I find fault on both sides. I think that Emma Woods, whoever her real name is, struck me as a very troubled individual. Yes. And very much so. And a person of that sort who reportedly underwent a series of abductions should be treated by someone with care and respect and knowledge and the ability to handle it professionally. But what seemed to have happened here is that the therapist she was visiting in, I think, New Zealand, referred her to Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs back in the United States, which I think has got to be the wackiest decision in the world, because why do you have someone contact people on the other side of the world? Forget about everything else. Mm -hmm. Other side of the world to get assistance. Now, the second thing here is there are disputes over every interaction she had with David Jacobs. I've read some of his version. I've read what she has to say. I think at the end of the day, and I don't want to get into all the details, they're very confusing. And she's already attacked me and Chris for things that we instead implied or didn't say. One time, Chris made one little crack about something she did or said, and I was attacked for it. The key here is that David Jacobs may have been trying to be helpful, but had no business taking on this case. It's like trying to grab a tiger by the tail. Forget about all the specifics. He had no business getting involved because it was way beyond what he could handle. He couldn't possibly hypnotize somebody on the phone or a Skype connection there and know the person's even being subjected to a hypnotic trance. What he tried to do, I guess, was to be helpful in a very difficult case. He got in over his head, which was unfortunate. I think at the end of the day, she seems to believe she's perfectly normal. And that also is clearly not the case. I don't know what her problem is, but she needs some kind of help to deal with her experiences, just as the same way David Jacobs should have stayed away, which I think a lot of people told him. So that becomes unfortunate. Now, let's go back to this case involving Linda Napolitano, okay? The Brooklyn Bridge case. And that is, is this something where Bud Hopkins was just taken in, or was he aware there was deception involved? Oh, I'm convinced that Bud was honest uh, to the best of his ability. I think he was certainly mistaken in many, many ways. But I tend to believe that Bud was completely sincere. Uh, There's very little doubt in my mind about that. Uh, He may have some, he probably had hints that there were were some deceptive aspects, uh, and I think more will come out on that eventually. But he would disregard them, and I think this was Bud's nature. It wasn't like he was trying to deceive his readers or other people. He just said, okay, that's not that important. Maybe she uh, fabricated a thing here or there, but it was very insignificant. I think Bud was able to justify in in his own mind the contrary evidence and and to, to exclude that. So I feel confident that Bud was trying to be honest to the best of his ability. He didn't And when he became such a believer and so publicly committed to it, his mind and his thinking process would just work that way. So I don't really 
think he was party to some intentional deception. I think he was. Trust is a very fragile thing. Yeah, it it is. It's it's a fragile thing. But as he becomes more publicly associated with it, more publicly committed to the case, he is less likely to be able to step back and look at the whole picture and see the real problems. So in the particular case here is he became so committed to this particular case and its reality that he didn't give the proper weight to stuff that might breed skepticism. Let's get back to that in a moment. We have George Hansen joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-297-0154. That's 800-297-0154. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. That's 800-297-0154. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercials, 
commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we have George Hansen, who wrote The Trickster and the Paranormal. And we're talking right now about the Linda Napolitano case in Witness by Bud Hopkins and your belief, George, that. He tried sincerely to investigate this case, but maybe got too emotionally involved and therefore overlooked troubling aspects to it. Now, isn't that also, without expressing an opinion one way or the other about this case, isn't this also a problem in the UFO field in general, where we have well-known researchers who take a particular point of view or favor a case or a theory, and when it's shown there's reason to be skeptical, they just don't want to give it up. I'm thinking of Stanton Friedman and the MJ-12 documents. It's like a tar baby. When, once it's stuck to you, it's hard to get it off. Exactly. I, I agree with you. But this is true in all science and almost all areas of human endeavor. It is more severe in paranormal fields. Because of the nature of this phenomena, people are more prone to be taken in. There is this trickster aspect which involves this deceptive aspect. It also typically involves a blurring between imagination and reality, fact and fiction. This paranormal field is a border area, and that makes it particularly difficult to deal with. And that's one reason it is kept marginalized and away from, well, it's not taught in universities. Very few corporations take it any seriously. It is very big in the entertainment industry, which focuses on fiction. So this blurring between fact and fiction is often a primary characteristic of paranormal phenomena. So we shouldn't be surprised at things like uh, Stanton Friedman getting sucked into the MJ-12 documents or Bud Hopkins being taken in by the Linda Napolitano case. This goes with the territory, and if people do not understand that, then they really have not understood much about the paranormal. 
Okay, so this is part and parcel of any endeavor, paranormal or otherwise. But well, how, particularly how, paranormal or supernatural, it is particularly strong, particularly difficult aspect, and this is fundamental to it. All right, let's look at this problem in more detail here, which is if he gets sucked up in a myth or a possible hoax or something that directs you into the wrong place, how do you recover from that? I mean, it's not easy. Once you're wedded to a belief, you're convinced in your heart that something is true. It may not be true, but how do you convince somebody, however well-meaning, that they're looking in the wrong direction? Well, you're not going to be able to convince many people. What you need to do for yourself is have a number of friends and colleagues you can go to and discuss cases with before you do this publicly. I make a point of visiting skeptics groups and just following what they say. I try to have skeptics who are friends that I can say, hey, what do you think of this? I try to draw from a whole variety of people. I have a number of go-to people who I value, of whom I value their opinions. I think that's really essential, especially for people who do not work in, like I have the advantage of working in a laboratory, two laboratories for a period of eight years. There were, was a lot of very critical back and forth on a weekly, sometimes even daily basis about cases and how you do your methodology, how you do statistics. Uh, we would have meetings and we would tear apart other people's research. This is part of academic and intellectual and scientific culture. In the UFO field, very few people engage in this, but you have to learn how to do that. And when there is very little institutionalization and very few places one can learn uh, how to do this, the critical evaluation, it becomes rather difficult, but it's essential. And until that goes, until people realize that they need to do that and have that interaction on a, a regular basis, we're going to continue to have these kinds of problems in the field. Well, you know, for the benefit of our, some of our new listeners, George, why don't we um, give them a little bit of your background so that folks know exactly uh, when you say you were involved uh, in a couple of laboratory uh, situations for eight years. Uh, you were uh, in parapsychology for a number of years, and you still have your you still kind of uh, have your connections within the parapsychological community of academia. Why don't you give us uh, a real quick thumbnail sketch of your background for some of our newer listeners? Okay, I worked uh, three years full time at what's now called the Rhine Research Center in Durham, North Carolina, uh, and five years at. Uh, psychophysical research laboratories in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, that was in the 1980s, and during the 1980s, there were six laboratories in the United States that were doing full-time parapsychology research with full-time employees. It was not a big operation. However, that period was the period of the the greatest financial investment in parapsychology research. It was the high point going back for more than 100 years and going forward past the 80s. That was the time when there was the most professional level research done. Uh, there were a number of university professors who were also conducting research at that time. Today, there is very, very little. I can identify two laboratories uh, 
today that are doing some research, the Ryan Center, still in North Carolina, much, much less activity there than there was uh, 30 years ago. There's also the Institute for Noetic Sciences out in California. Uh, and there are individuals who are doing some very good research, too. But there is much less institutionalization. There are, there are, uh, there are much, many fewer uh, educational opportunities. So it's becoming more difficult to do quality level research in paranormal fields. That's well, just the, Why do you think it's, it's fallen off? Uh, is there like a, a, too much of a giggle factor or a slime factor involved with it? Or was it because of the results that people were, were coming up with? Uh, was it too inconclusive to warrant further uh, funding, that sort of thing, or uh, well, maybe well, less no, government this, this contracts? Is, this is a very, very long and involved discussion. Uh, this marginalization, this uh, pushing this to the side has been going on, not for 100 years, but for over 2,000 years. I've got a, a YouTube video. I did a lecture in New York City. The audio, unfortunately, isn't too bad, very good, but it's uh, whatever the title is, Whatever Happened to Parapsychology? Uh, large complex societies by their nature tend to marginalize and exclude strong paranormal uh, experiences. They push them aside and they don't want to deal with them. Now, there's some very fundamental reasons for that. It has to do with the very nature of the structure of society and the nature of the paranormal and supernatural. This is not new. You can go back 2,000 years ago and you will see the debates about the reality or unreality of these phenomena undergo being debated. Uh, back in the, the Middle Ages and the Renaissance and Reformation, these types of issues were debated. When Protestant Christianity arose, for instance, uh, there was the doctrine in, among some Protestant denominations of the cessation of the charismata, meaning that miracles stopped at the time of the apostles. That's just one example. Many uh, mainstream churches discourage use or uh, pursuit of paranormal uh, abilities. So this is not something new. This is something very fundamental to our culture. And people in these fields rarely realize that. They rarely read historical accounts. But it's fundamental to understanding these phenomena and their place in our culture. And if you don't understand history and don't read history looking for these debates, you won't understand this. This is not new. Would you suggest, then, that people in the UFO field who are just looking for ET and disclosure are ignoring the lessons of history, not paying attention to how we got from there to here? And let me... Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, let me pursue... Right. Let me take that up with you further in our next segment with George Hansen, author of The Trickster and the Paranormal. So far, with our Paracast Plus service, we have the ad-free version of the show with a higher resolution copy so it sounds clearer, crisper, and some of those marginal connections might be easier to understand when we have people with bad phone service. And then we also have the After the Paracast podcast, an exclusive for Paracast Plus members, 
We've got more to come, and we also invite your suggestions on how we can deliver the package better. Go to plus.thepowercast.com, P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com to sign up. And our favorite trickster is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Genesis is defined as an origin, creation, or the beginning. Genesis Communications Network began with the mission of providing you with the kind of compelling content you're listening to now. And at GCNlive.com, you'll find a free archive of our nation's history, narrated by GCN hosts. Explore, share, and pass down to future generations. GCN is the future of talk radio, but we should always strive to learn from our past. Together, we are GCNlive.com. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we have George Hansen. As we mentioned in our last segment, George Hansen, I was bringing up the possibility here that maybe there's a matter of tunnel vision involved in UFO research that we don't look at the entire picture. We look at our little segment of ET and disclosure. Oh, absolutely there's tunnel vision, but that's the nature of science today. People are taught particular ways of looking at things. If you look at universities, there's departments of psychology, departments of sociology, departments of history, departments of philosophy, departments of physics. All of these have something to say about the paranormal or supernatural. However, 
People are not taught to look across disciplines. They are taught to become specialists in certain small areas. And by and large, that works very well for many uh, fields. It does not work well for these phenomena. So just the very nature of these phenomena, it tends to blur boundaries, blur issues across these various areas. Now, that's very hard for people to understand. To really be able to grapple with these phenomena, one has to have familiarity with a number of fields. To take one example, we've made very little progress in this. I I point to Jacques Vallée's book, Passport to Magonia, published in 1969. That's 45 years ago. Now, Vallée had some very important insights. And one of the things he talked about was a social control system. Well, Vallée was writing at a time, a very fruitful time in the social sciences. There was a lot of very interesting work done on myth and ritual. Vallée could not have been expected to be familiar with that because it was being published the same time he was publishing Passport to Magonia. But a lot of that work on myth and ritual was highly relevant to UFO phenomena. But almost no one draws upon that. Voy opened up a new area with, along with John Keel, but no one really has taken that very much further. But there's a lot of very interesting work done on myth and ritual. For, I'd say it this way. For thousands of years, people have used rituals to control, channel, and hedge off paranormal or supernatural forces. And they have used myths to describe, explain, and understand those forces. But there's a real aversion in science to studying myth or ritual, to take it seriously. Myth is looked upon as fantasy. Ritual is looked upon as superstitious behavior. But this is where we should be looking. And very few people are willing to do that. They want to talk about physics and interdimensions, wormholes and the like. People have been dealing with these phenomena for thousands of years. And the way they've been dealing with them and understanding them is via ritual and myth. People don't talk about that much today. Well, much, much of science and how it's conducted could be actually considered as ritualistic uh, in in many ways. Uh, and, And of course, scientists would be the last ones to to agree with that statement, but there is a fair amount of ritual and and uh, programmed uh, singular behavior involved in the scientific disciplines, especially when you get into field work and, and lab work. Uh, there are certain protocols. Uh, everything in life is a ritual. Tying your shoes in the morning, uh, the way you tie your shoes could be considered a ritual. So yes, it's, but, it is a very... Yeah important but often and most mostly overlooked uh, aspect of, of this type of work. That's right. And people do not analyze it from uh, the standpoint of ritual and its implications. So yes, scientists do use ritualistic type processes, but they don't analyze it from that standpoint. They don't think about what this does to consciousness, what it does to awareness and focus. Well That's it even besides the point. Yeah, and it also actually can uh, impinge upon the results. Uh, of course, Heisenberg and the uncertainty principle and the Copenhagen interpretation states that any time you observe something, you are subtly uh, and sometimes uh, grossly uh, affecting the actual experience that you're studying, and and that you. Yeah, but but 
that, that can be easily dismissed as only applicable to uh, subatomic processes. Here we, we're dealing with you know, overt, large-scale phenomena comparatively. So it's very easy to dismiss the uh, quantum mechanical Heisenberg types of ideas as basically irrelevant. And in most cases, they are irrelevant, although from a philosophical perspective, it, it's useful. But from a scientific perspective, no, those types of ideas are not brought into the to most paranormal phenomena, except when you start looking at, say, uh, micro-PK that's influencing uh, very small uh, movements of electrons or uh, falls of dice. So it's very hard to scale that up. It may be able to be done, but I can see why people avoid that. There are ways of looking at ritual and myth from an anthropological perspective that give us much more insights than the physics does. What I find uh, very interesting about your book, uh, Trickster and the Paranormal, is it was you observing some of the infighting, uh, the, the way science was conducted, and just the way the whole uh, parapsychology field sort of was unfolding around you. That's what I think first really clued you in that there was some sort of tricksterish element that was involved. Why don't, why don't you kind of dovetail from the scientific well, well, that that was part of it, but a small part. The uh, primary impetus was the realization of all the frauds and hoaxing going back well over 100 years within parapsychology and psychical research, especially the hoaxing of medium, mediums. Then when I started getting involved in the UFO phenomenon, the hoaxing and deception became even more obvious, a lot, especially with the government disinformation. Now, I remember talking with John Keel one time and suggesting, well, what we really need to do is have a history of hoaxes in ufology. And Keel, in his usual manner, curmudgeonly manner, would say, well, that's all it is. You know, that's the entire history of ufology, which was a little bit of an overstatement, but not too far. So this pervasiveness of hoaxing, and I also at that time was involved and still am with uh, magic and performance magic and a member of International Brotherhood of Magicians and followed the ways people would pull off uh, hoaxes and frauds. So this was a very pervasive accompaniment to psychic phenomena that I was aware and by and large, most people in parapsychology really, really did not want to hear this. I presented several papers at conventions, and I was not particularly well received. Uh, most researchers did not want to learn anything at all about magic tricks. There was really significant antagonism to my message. So that was number one. It, and if you just step back and look at the, the paranormal field, you just see hoaxes and deceptions just all over the place. Any comprehensive theory needs to explain that association between hoaxes and deception and paranormal phenomena. That was number one. Number two was these groups, whether it be spiritualist groups or parapsychology laboratories or UFO research groups, never really got to be effectively institutionalized. That is, they were not, they did not become integrated into educational institutions, for instance. You would have a few professors doing research here and there. Sometimes there may be two or three professors at a university who are doing it, and then it would fall apart after 5, 10, 15 years. It just didn't last. There are no 
departments of parapsychology in any accredited university in this country. There are no departments of UFO research in any accredited university in this country. And these phenomena are enormously popular. There is enormous interest in these. Why is it these phenomena are not accepted in institutions? If you look at major corporations, they virtually never admit to using psychics or have an interest. Two contrary examples would be the entertainment industry that devotes enormous resources to paranormal stories. But those are fiction. Another industry would be the telephone psychic hotline. Okay, so we have the psychic hotlines, we have the entertainment industry, and we've got a lot more to talk about with George Hansen, author of The Trickster and the Paranormal. We've got to meet some paranormal tricksters and we'll be in trouble. Here's one of them with Gene and Chris. You're in The Barricades. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! 
podcast you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with a host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. When Chris does that voice, I think he's going to be the Paracast. George Hansen, so we're talking about entertainment. We're talking about 1-900-PSYCHIC. Where else, George Hansen? Yes. So probably the two major industries that are devoted to uh, paranormal that are really obvious to uh, many people. And when I'm talking about industries, I mean uh, collections of businesses that have buildings, paid staff, real financial resources behind them. The entertainment industry, you look at Hollywood, uh, Look at the blockbuster movies are often have paranormal themes, ghost, ghostbusters, Independence Day, even and and even Harry Potter. You've got lots of myth and paranormal and supernatural types of experiences occurring. It's Let me really just ask you here before we go on Independence Day. Famous mm-hmm. popcorn thriller from what, 1996 is going to be a sequel in 2016, 20th anniversary. How paranormal. It just seemed to be aliens attacking Earth, committing all sorts of destruction, killing tens of millions of people, and then we win. So where is it paranormal? You've got aliens. Aliens are... Are, are paranormal. The UFO phenomena is a paranormal phenomena, whether uh, some of the ufologists want to admit that or not. The aliens have special powers. Uh, they can travel great distances. These are paranormal accounts or fictional portrayals of them. A lot of people have alien types of experiences. These are graphic portrayals of some types of people's experiences, people being abducted, for instance. Highly fictionalized, no question about it. But it's not like a show about police officers chasing criminals or chasing the mafia or doctors overcoming certain diseases. This is dealing with a paranormal theme. Yes, but is it paranormal or is it just reflecting what? Another race on another planetary system who 
has the predatory aspects of the creatures in Independence Day coming here and doing their stuff. How is that paranormal? Maybe there are hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us in terms of scientific advancement. Well, if we're not being able to explain their phenomena, like the materialization, dematerialization, invisibility, and the like, that counts as paranormal. Now, again, this perspective is not, your perspective, your argument here is sort of like the old white guys in parapsychology and ufology. Now, the younger people uh, who are looking at this from a cultural perspective, and I particularly note Jeffrey Kripal, professor of religion at Rice University, has a has a couple very interesting books out, particularly his book, Mutants and Mystics, that's all about comic books. Well, Kripal happens to be one of the uh, most uh, promising uh, commentators on the paranormal these days, and with very high credibility in academe. He is very well known within religious studies. And so he is looking at what comic books, movies, novels and the like tell us about our human condition and the supernatural and paranormal this is part of the field of ufology whether the old white guys want to admit it or not this is a new way of understanding these phenomena it is not a nuts and bolts flesh and blood type of craft and aliens this is a cultural sociological philosophical way of understanding these phenomena that's where the, the field is going in the academic sense. The old looking for uh, ETs out in the sky, okay, and from other plants, from a, a physics standpoint, okay, that might be useful. But the real work being done is much more like what Jacques Vallée is talking about. How do these images, how do these movies, how do these stories shape our culture? This is the culture control system Vallée was talking about 45 years ago. So then is our entire picture of what UFOs are today, which is E.T. mostly, is that all just a cultural phenomenon based on a source that the people who propound that theory do not understand? The people who are pushing that theory don't understand what they're dealing with. They don't step back and look at the larger picture. These phenomena have been reported for thousands of years. The UFO phenomena overlaps a lot with psychic phenomena. The UFO phenomena overlaps with Bigfoot. Those, those facts need to be explained. And the Bigfoot connection with psychic, with UFO phenomena is not accounted for by the paradigms of the old white guys in MUFON and QFOS. No, they don't want to talk about that. But it's fundamental to understanding it. And there are ways, analysis of myth, to address this. And that has to do with structural anthropology. Addresses it very, very nicely. People don't study anthropology there are very few who have studied anthropology and analysis of myth and ritual in the UFO field. So they brought this to the attention of people 45 years ago. People are well, not paying attention. What I'm hearing from you, George, is, is that there is an underlying sort of interrelationship between these various, what appear to be on the surface of, of mutually exclusive and divergent phenomena. So what you're suggesting is that there is, uh, on some level, there is some interconnectedness in a scientific way, but, but definitely in a cultural way. 
in my book, uh, Stalking the Trickster, I, I went, I took it one step further and said that there's, there's actually a mechanism that appears to be connecting these things. I don't know if mechanism is quite the right word, but maybe that's the best we can do. Uh, there is a way of analyzing these phenomena, and that involves a structural analysis. And a structural analysis is typically not something that uh, people are familiar with, but it has a long history in anthropology. And there are structural details of these phenomena and these experiences that are very, very similar and that overlap. And that has to do with the idea of liminality. And the idea of liminality was derived from analysis of ritual back about over 100 years ago. Anthropologists understood something about ritual and this in-between area, which is between the heavens and the earth. We have angels and UFOs. Between life and death, we have mediums, we have ghosts, we have near-death experiences, we have claims of reincarnation. Those experiences and phenomena blur that distinction between life and death. Most people think life and death are very separate, and our culture makes boundaries between life and death. It sounds to me, and I want to simplify this for listeners whose eyes might be glazing over now. It sounds to me here is that we're taking a very simple, I won't say simple-minded, a very simple approach to what all this means. and we really need to define this, George, as we progress. And I'm going to also ask more about who and what is the trickster? Is it a singular or plural entity? What is it? More to come. George Hansen's our guest with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. From the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. 
That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 you have all seen and heard about the elements of the periodic table these elements are the building blocks of everything in the universe you my friends are made from these elements a shortage of any of these important trace elements can lead to disease go with the science and take the lady talk health challenge and get all 90 essential trace elements with a healthy start pack at ladytalklive.com or call 855-333-LADY that's 855-333-5239 Research shows it's not just what you put in your body that counts, it's what you put on it as well. Why not use an all-natural, healthy, mineral-based makeup that actually benefits your skin? Once you experience the airiness and flawless coverage of Longevity Mineral Makeup, you will never use anything else. With Longevity, the perception of your complexion will be natural perfection. Animal-friendly mineral makeup at Mary Lou Health. That's M-A-R-I-L-U-Health.com. Or call 855-321-HEALTH. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So we're looking here about the world of cultural phenomena, archetypes, the trickster. George Hansen, is the trickster a singular force, a force collectively? What is a trickster or the trickster? Uh, I don't I don't use those words to describe it. I describe it as a constellation of characteristics or qualities. And these qualities include things like disruption, whether it's in an individual's life or in the life of a society or, or large culture or nation. There is deception when people are not honest, when an individual may not be, when a society may not be. That is one aspect of this constellation. Also, the trickster constellation involves violation of sexual taboos. It typically also involves emergence of paranormal phenomena, supernatural phenomena, 
And typically, these uh, constellation involves what's called marginality, being sort of at the edge. So these characteristics can dis- describe an individual, a small group, a large group, or even an entire country. And when these characteristics tend to occur together, trickster archetype grows and strengthens, and these aspects of it strengthen. So this is an abstract formulation. It's not new to me. Not, I did not invent this. This, is, this comes from analyses of the trickster by folklorists and anthropologists and the like. You will see these qualities emerge. And when you see them emerge, one should be a little bit alarmed, <laughs> a little bit cautious. Well, boy, I'll tell you, the state of affairs in this world right now, the trickster is this behemoth that's been gathering us some amazing amounts of power and strength. There are, if you look at, say, the Middle East, fundamental Islam has a strong belief in the jinn. That's often laughed at in our country, but they do take the jinn very, very seriously. So you can take the jinn to court. It... Pardon? You can literally uh, take the, the jinn to court in uh, some. Okay, I wasn't aware of it. That's interesting. Yeah, there was a case uh, back in 2009 where um, a jinn was sued, uh, and and they had to marshal whatever sort of jinn uh, busters uh, to go in and and uh, render the illegal decision that the jinn had to cease and desist and, and depart um, oh, wow. this one. But <laughs> yeah, no, this was uh, an actual news okay. story, and yeah, I, I found it very interesting. Uh, that that's how seriously they they take the subject over there. Of course, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who's uh, been a, a guest on the Paracast a, a num- num- number of times, she has written two very good books about the gin, which I find fascinating. I recommend them to uh, you and all our listeners out there. Okay, uh, if one was if one was co-written by Philip Imbrogno, I think one should have a little bit of skepticism. I think we all understand that. But she has since done another book without Imbrogno's participation. Mm -hmm. Let me get back to this core aspect of defining a trickster. And let's try to personalize it as much as possible. So people who believe or theorize that UFOs are here from other worlds, physical aircraft, are they all barking up the wrong tree or is that not mutually exclusive? I don't. I think it's probably barking up the wrong tree, but there might be something. It's a hypothesis that can be pursued. However, if one steps back and looks at the UFO phenomena and asks, okay, what is happening here? When does it happen? To whom does it happen? Uh, How frequently does it happen? I don't think you can reasonably defend the ET hypothesis very well. It might seem from a standard, uh, normal person's idea, okay, yeah, you can pick out the data. But how do you explain the types of people who have these experiences? Why? These people who have experiences have certain personality characteristics, typically. They're not just a... uh, 
random sample. And this was shown rather clearly by the Roper poll that was done back, I think, in the early 90s. So you've got that to explain. You also have to explain, well, why do we see uh, Bigfoot reports sometimes in conjunction with UFO phenomena? Also, you have to try to explain, well, how come a whole lot of the U.S. government psychic spies have had UFO encounters? None of these really make sense in terms of, okay, these are physical craft coming from other planets. They're sort of like us, but they're more advanced. That does not make sense. There are a number of factors that are associated with UFO phenomena that really are not well explained by uh, the nuts and bolts perspective. So to you step back at the, and look at the UFO phenomena, why is it completely marginalized? Why has why, these phenomena have been reported for thousands of years? Why aren't scientists open? There's reasons for that, and it has nothing, and that those reasons cannot be explained by a nuts and bolts approach. That's just how it is. Well, you're and preaching so, to the choir well, here. They're, 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 taking, they're, they're coming at the phenomena with sort of a predisposed idea. They don't step back and, okay, what kinds of phenomena are around the UFO phenomena? How do we explain them? They don't have explanations for these. The personality characteristics of the witnesses, the visceral reaction against it by mainstream science, uh, the ephemeral nature of these phenomena, and the fact that these phenomena have been reported literally for thousands of years. George, let me take a case history here because something that's maybe somewhat implied there. So if there are specific characteristics that we look forward to in people who see UFOs, does that mean if you put two people in the street and one person says there's that big, solid bright silvery object flying up there the person next to him has a fully different background and cultural upbringing would he or she see the same thing sometimes they do sometimes they don't i know cases where people have seen pretty much identical things other times when it's pretty clear only a few people see them this also happens in science phenomena if you go back 100 years ago and read the accounts of spiritual sciences, some people would start to see or experience phenomena. You know, a few minutes or a half an hour later, other people would start to experience it as well under those kinds of conditions. So, yes, this, these phenomena are different. Sometimes the phenomena will appear to pretty much everyone in the vicinity. Other times, only a few people will see them or experience them. That's a characteristic that has to be explained. No, and there also, there, there's also tells uh, us something about the nature of the phenomena. There, there's also, uh, it seems to me, there's there's a hint of of sort of magnetism, if you will. Some people attract these types of experiences uh, to them, and in the case of someone like a Yuri Geller, it even then rolls over. And has an effect on on other people around him uh, during some of these experiences. What's your take on him? He was studied back at SRI. Uh, he was quite celebrated in the seventies. Uh, pretty inexplicable events uh, were documented occurring around him. Some uh, truly mysterious. Others maybe uh, deception was involved on the part of Geller. What what is your take on someone like a Yuri Geller? Geller is extraordinarily interesting, and there's been a very good BBC documentary that was on YouTube, maybe still is, and I think maybe on Vimeo. And at the end of it, Geller 
comes out and says he doesn't really care, doesn't really want people to know whether he's psychic or he's a fake. He's very, very trickster in a lot of ways. Oh, boy. Now, this is getting more fascinating, and we want to get into this in more detail in the next segment, not just have 15, 20 seconds to talk about then say, all right, stop the sentence, let's go on. How's that? The book, The Trickster and the Paranormal, talking about Uri Geller with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Suspensions, FCC investigations. That's man cow for you. Hear him here. GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The knowledge of the ancients, tried and true, trusted herbs and extracts fused with the latest nutraceutical science. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. For the last two years, our team has been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to develop the ultimate nutraceutical formulation. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit ancientdefense.com or call 888-253-3139. That's ancientdefense.com. Do you have relatives and friends that are convinced there is no need ever to prepare for any kind of emergency? Are these also folks you buy Christmas presents for? At 30dayfoodsupply.com, we can solve both of these problems at the same time. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010. We can ship your Christmas presents directly to them. Choose from our original $99 30-day food supply, our long-term storage vegan burger mixes, and other oatmeal, soups, porridges, beans, and granolas for everyday use. All products are non-GMO, MSG-free, and vegetarian. Most are gluten, soy, and nut-free. Call 541-229-0010 today. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low, cutting out the middleman by buying directly from their producers in Oregon. Remember, only $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Visit the website 30dayfoodsupply.com. Call 541-229-0010. 30dayfoodsupply.com. 541-229-0010. 
What looks good under your Christmas tree and tastes even better? Big Berkey water filters. Yes, the gift of clean water. A gift that provides a great foundation for achieving good health in the lives of your loved ones. A Big Berkey water filter gives them protection from bacteria, heavy metals, chlorine, fluoride, pesticides and herbicides, VOCs and more. And best of all, a Big Berkey water filter is a gift that lasts for many years with no additional investment. And that saves time and money in filter replacements that other water filters require and are even powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. As always, all orders over $50 are shipped free, and GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Order online at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com, spelled Big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, WaterFilters.com, or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-B-E-R-K-E-Y. Gift well this Christmas. Give a Big Berkey water filter. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. All right. Uri Geller, George Hansen. Real, fake, or somewhere in between? Probably both and somewhere in between. And uh, Geller has admitted to using trickery in the past. In fact, his autobiography, he comes out right out and says that he has used magic tricks. He's also been a guest of honor at a very large magic convention. Uh, so, and he got, he was very well received among magicians, people who perform tricks, but he's also very well regarded, uh, among some of the scientists at SRI who investigated him. And in the BBC documentary, there are some very impressive accounts of what Geller has done. He's also was in that documentary. There was very positive statements by none other than Benjamin Netanyahu. So there's all sorts of intrigue, and because of Geller's position in government and in intel- and with intelligence work, we're never really going to know, and that's how Geller wants it. So this is characteristic of this. This is nothing new. There have been people like Geller in the past who have this very ambiguous role. No one is really sure. Is he real? Is he fake? Is he both? This is the crux of the of the matter, and this property, this example, really exemplifies what we're dealing with. Geller's had UFO experiences. He attributes some of his powers to those experiences. He's also been, as you know, very very famous psychic. So again, we have those things occurring together. This makes it very very uncomfortable for normal science. But this is what we have. This is the these are characteristics of the phenomena we are dealing with, and any theory that's comprehensive has to address these qualities. One of my favorite. Over to you. One of my favorite figures uh, of this ilk or of this type was uh, the 19th century spiritualist David Holm. Uh, amazing accounts uh, of witnesses of some of his uh, alleged abilities floating out a window of a 14-story window of a hotel and floating back in the other window, uh, hanging, uh, going up into the air and hanging, uh, levitating up to, towards the top of the ceiling, manifesting spectral musicians, uh, any number of very mind-warpingly bizarre um Experiences that people claim they they had around the guy. Um, yeah, so Daniel Hume was a particularly interesting Daniel character. Hume, so. How, however, 
he was never convincingly caught in fraud. There were, I found about three allegations that had a little bit of merit, but a very great, much larger number of people who attested to his genuineness. So the deception there, there might have been some, but not nearly to the extent of Uri Geller. But, and even skeptics, people like Ray Hyman or uh, Peter Lamont, who've written on uh, Daniel Hume, uh, have come away a little bit puzzled, and they can't fully explain it. They do believe he was using tricks, but they don't really know how. So Hume, also like Geller, has this sort of ambiguous role, and very perplexing uh, uh, case. So, yes, we kind of walk away and wonder, well, what's real here? And again, this is a property of the paranormal or supernatural, and our understanding of it must encompass this aspect. Let me tell you a little story about Uri Geller. Never met him, always was skeptical to some degree. And back in the 70s, I was dating a young woman, an actress, singer, who told me at the time she saw Uri Geller on a TV interview show. She had a spoon in her hand that then proceeded to bend. Now, she had no reason to fake me out or lie to me. So I accept the fact that this happened to her. And this, I I guess, is part and parcel of what has happened to a lot of people watching him in action. I've heard this from other people as well. I don't dismiss those stories. Again, it's not strong scientific evidence, but when you have these stories over and over, and we have, there is the history of something like a contagion when a very charismatic figure like Geller displays these, uh, these powers, other people kind of pick up on it for a while. It doesn't happen again to them, but in their presence, something happens. So Geller has what is called charisma, and a lot of it. And again, and charisma is a very interesting quality, because it was one of the primary writers on charisma was a man named Max Weber. Weber was one of the most prominent and influential sociologists in the history of the discipline. In fact, he is considered one of the founders of modern sociology. He's got a number of books, and they are considered some of the most important foundational works in sociology. One of those uh, books that you can find is The Sociology of Religion. On page two of The Sociology of Religion, Weber talks about divination, weather control, telepathy, and miracles. Page two. If you go to almost any book on charisma in the academic literature or any article in the academic literature, you will very rarely find any mention of this. The academics avoid talking about it. And I I took a sample of something like 20 to 30 uh, articles and looked for it. Occasionally, it would be mentioned just in passing, but this was fundamental to understanding pure charisma. And again, it is a topic that's widely avoided by people who claim to have an interest in it. Again, this avoidance, this failure to address these phenomena uh, rationally is a property of the paranormal and supernatural. Over to you. I wanted to bring up just one thing here. We were talking about tricksters and influences and cultural phenomena. And that is an article or a series of articles that Ray Palmer wrote back in the 50s and 60s, 
when people asked him, what do you think about flying saucers? And this is what he said. The flying saucers are here to make us think. Does that sound like an apt description in light of the trickster presence? I think that's uh, a useful perspective to take. I don't know uh, if these have, I'm not sure the word purpose uh, really qualifies. Certainly they do uh, make us think. Is that their purpose? I've got no idea. But they certainly do make us think. So he's not wrong. Uh, But I'm not sure I'd word it quite that way. But yeah, they are puzzling. They are. They don't fit in to our normal ways of thinking about reality. And this has been understood for thousands of years. It's been understood that the paranormal or supernatural is somehow different. It was surrounded by rituals. It was described by myth. And we have largely forgotten that today. Back to you. Back to me. But I don't know. So does that also mean here that what we see in terms of the UFO phenomenon is going to migrate and change over the years? We've seen some of that already. We, we have seen some of that. No question about it. And I think that's uh, an important characteristic of it. And when it does change and when it does appear in certain places, not others, we need to pay attention to that. There may be some good reason for that. But these phenomena typically tend to shift, and somehow they reflect and are shaped by our consciousness of them. Uh, And I think that's uh, an important uh, aspect as well. So, yes, this this shifting, this changing, this instability, this shape-shifting is a quality of the trickster. So I think you've identified an important quality here that we need to keep in mind when we we think theoretically about the nature of these phenomena. Back to you. So does that take us in a direction where we can wonder what will the UFO phenomenon be like 50 years from now compared to now? Well, it may. It's. They tend these phenomena tend to be reflective of the culture. And a couple examples that I use. Um, one was the. 1960s. 1960s were a time of really dramatic social change. You had the sexual revolution, you had the uh, the hippies, you had the space exploration, you had the civil rights movement. It was a time of a lot of change. Between 1964 and 1968, there was a what was called a pandemic UFO wave. It was also a time of great creativity in the culture. Jacques Vallée was working on his book. But at the very same time, there were anthropologists writing very innovative works on ritual and myth. So that's one period where you saw the UFO phenomena flourish and appear that was accompanied by things going on in the culture. Another example I use is the fall of the Berlin Wall and Eastern Europe, 1989. Right, and that's an area where we should... Let's focus on that in our next segment about the fall of the Berlin Wall. George Hansen joining Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N.
Are you hungry for delicious, nutritious, rich, and satisfying home-cooked meals? Discover the Vita Clay 4-in-1 Smart Organic Cooker. Unglazed Zisha Clay, an ancient secret that makes this fast multi-cooker so special. Infusing your food with incredible flavors, perfect texture, vitamins, and minerals for your good help. It's a slow cooker, rice cooker, a steamer, plus a yogurt maker. Go to VitaClayChef.com and enter promo code RADIO20 for 20% off at checkout. That's VitaClayChef.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing tax to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. But don't worry, HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3, 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. Herbalhealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit Herbalhealer.com and click the specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products herbalhealer.com healing the world with nature one person at a time since 1980 welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's gene steinberg What an intriguing way to end a segment, the fall of a Berlin Wall. What does that have to do with any of the things we're talking about? George Hansen, please explain. It is very fundamental to what we're, we're talking about, and I don't think most ufologists understand that. With the fall of the Berlin Wall, we saw a huge upsurge in interest in the paranormal all across Eastern Europe. Same time, and I'm not sure all the connections, we saw a huge interest in UFO abductions in our country and in Western Europe. Whitley Strieber's book was getting a lot of attention, as was Bud Hopkins. The UFO groups were booming. I've been a member of uh, our local UFO group uh, for about, uh, about 25 years now. Goes back to '89, and at that time we had we would have standing room only audiences at, at our meetings. We would get people coming, literally three even four hours away to come to our meetings. Today we don't have nearly that level of interest. Uh, Bud Hopkins, Whitley Strieber were getting literally thousands, tens of thousands of letters. Uh, about for people who had experiences. So something was happening in the culture. When the Berlin Wall fell, we also had something of a, a recession in our country. I think those are very much related 
we had a destabilizing of structure, of boundaries. Boundaries and structures that really have profound influences on us, whether we're conscious of them or not. And it's under those types of conditions that we see these phenomena manifest. This also happens somewhat in personal lives. One of the ways, one of the places where people have shift their boundaries and their identities and are unsafe is in the teenage years. And in earlier cultures, there were rituals to take a person from child to adult. And during those rituals, there was a period called a, a liminal time. And that's where the person was neither child nor adult, and they were allowed to go out and pillage, and they would be allowed to sort of go wild. And then they'd be brought back in with other rituals and be made into an adult. So there was that in-between period that was unstable. We see the same thing when a person dies. There's a period of mourning and in some cases, it's very, in most cases, it's rather disruptive to a family situation, even if it's expected. And there would be rituals to contain that. But it's during those periods that people were much more likely to see apparitions of the, of the deceased, whether they knew they were dead or not. The phenomena of apparitions of the deceased really peaked around the time, a little bit before, a little bit after people died. So again, we see a particular time slot where phenomena occurred and there was a major transition in society or in the human life. So this idea of transition is very important. Breaking down or change seems to be associated with these phenomena. And we see that in the laboratory as well as in ethnographic data and historical data. So these phenomena are somehow linked. Well, that's a perfect lead-in for a question that we have uh, for you, George, at forum.theparacast.com. Burnt State is a real seeker out there. He's one of our our top posters, uh, and he has a couple of uh, three very good questions, and one of them is exactly about what you're just referring to. And he says in Arnold Van Gennep's uh, Rites of Passage, it says that the coming-of-age rituals moves through a three-part process of separation, the liminal period, and then reassimilation. He's noticed that experiences of unique phenomenon who have been touched by the liminal period are not reassimilated into our culture, but are called kooks, crazies, and weirdos who probably wear tinfoil hats. Why do you think we no longer honor and celebrate the person who has gone through such experiences? And what are the consequences to human culture when their knowledge and experience is no longer being assimilated uh, into our society? Really good question. That's a really terrific question. (laughs) And I'd have to think about it a lot. There's a lot of implications. This questioner here obviously has done a lot of study because he's, he's quite right. People who have these experiences often are not effectively reintegrated into the culture. So they seek out uh, UFO groups and other paranormal groups to try to make some sense of what they underwent. Uh, what are the implications for it? Well, it's hard to know for sure, but I think when these phenomena are not recognized, it's not altogether healthy for a, a society. And you will have certain types of breakdowns. These phenomena tend to erupt somehow in periods uh, where it's unexpected. I'm not ready to make any real statements as to what we should expect. I've, got to, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I will be continuing to think about it. But your questioner has raised a very, very significant point. When we ignore these phenomena, they tend to erupt in ways that 
we don't expect. Uh, I'm not quite ready to say too much more <laughs> right now, but it's an excellent point. Here's a follow-up to that. In your opinion, are there strategies that an individual can use to enter the liminal zone? And if so, what are the dangers of getting up close to the trickster? Given the lack of current support, how should a person go about reassimilating themselves into society following such experiences? I could probably uh, take a stab at that one as well. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go ahead and take a stab and I'll give me a little bit. Well, keep an open mind and get a support structure around you of people that, that know you're not a kook, a crazy wearing a tinfoil hat. And, you know, start individual by individual, find a support structure that you can rely on and then, you know, take it with baby steps, one step at a time. I, I think joining groups, you know, I've always kind of used the Groucho maxim of I'd never be a member of a group that would have me as one. But, and but the group, by the way, may think the same of you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh. I turned Stephen Greer down for a lifetime membership of C-SETI, and, <laughs> and I use that very quote. But but I would say to, to you know, have, a, have a, a, a personal support system around you of individuals uh, who you can bounce some of these issues off of and, and become more aware of your personal uh, rituals in your life and how those can affect how your life unfolds uh, in the society and in the culture and be open-minded and become, become a seeker and, and continue to ask relevant, important questions and do your own research and really, uh, really work at it. It's not something that you're going to learn by turning on the TV, by, by zeroing in on the internet uh, haphazardly. It's something um, that you need to allow synchronicity and the signals in your life, uh, be able to identify those and know when it's it's time to really stop what you're doing and focus on a particular uh, coincidental event that may have some relevance that you're not aware of at the time. Write everything down. That's the one that I always tell everybody. Always write things down because even though they might might seem inconsequential at the moment, six months from now, if you look back at these things, you tend to look and see uh, potential patterns. And that's something that I've done, uh, I think, fairly effectively in my life. Well, thank you. I, I, I don't have a lot to uh, add to that, but I'd like to reinforce the idea of a support structure. I try to know people in a variety of different groups, not just one or two, and keep contacts open. Also, I generally recommend people, well, don't quit your day job in most cases. Try to keep some kind of order in your life that you can go to and just kind of keep it, keep things a little bit separate. I, for instance, rarely talk about uh, paranormal topics in a work situation. If someone wants to bring it up, I'll be happy to talk to them, but I, I really don't uh, talk about it very openly. But ever since I got involved in this field, I've made a point of checking out a variety of different groups, and including skeptics groups. And I think that has uh, been helpful for me anyway. I don't think skeptics groups will be appropriate for most people, but for someone with a probably fairly strong scientific orientation, they can be. So uh, I think you've given some very good advice here. Uh, back to you guys. Here, here's uh, the third question that Bernstein is asking. It's a good one, too. And we break so right after this. Okay. Uh, well, it's a long question, so let's go ahead and and uh, and we'll we'll take it up in the next segment. But basically, it's it's like, what is the effect of the digital revolution on this uh, particular transformative personal process uh, that we're talking about? 
Paranormal okay. Phenomena with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code Gene when you check out. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. What looks good under your Christmas tree and tastes even better? Big Berkey water filters. Yes, the gift of clean water. A gift that provides a great foundation for achieving good health in the lives of your loved ones. A Big Berkey water filter gives them protection from bacteria, heavy metals, chlorine, fluoride, pesticides and herbicides, VOCs and more. And best of all, a Big Berkey water filter is a gift that lasts for many years with no additional investment. And that saves time and money in filter replacements that other water filters require and are even powerful enough 
enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. As always, all orders over $50 are shipped free, and GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Order online at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com, spelled Big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, WaterFilters.com, or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-B-E-R-K-E-Y. Gift well this Christmas. Give a Big Berkey water filter. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So are we all becoming digital? What about AI, artificial intelligence? But a very interesting question from Burnt State, who's one of our smartest posters on the forums at forum.theparacast.com. Quick reminder before we get back with Chris's question and George Hansen, go to plus.theparacast.com right now. P-L-U-S.theparacast.com right now. Check out all the information about signing up for Paracast Plus, get an ad-free version of the show, better quality audio, and the new exclusive After the Paracast podcast exclusive to members of Paracast Plus. Chris. A lot of studies around the trickster as a figure descend from the anthropological studies and connects concepts of how people progress through their society by some type of initiation process that is paradigm shifting and profoundly experiential. The type of thing that you were talking about before, and we still see in in indigenous cultures uh, today. These often happen in the wilderness, in the familiar isolated spaces where we see UFOs, Bigfoots, monsters, and other worldly beings. Have you, George, noticed any shift in how the trickster presents itself in an age of urban living during the digital revolution? And do you think we can still experience these personally transformative events inside this wilderness of digital culture? Another very good question. Okay, this is very broad, and I'm going to focus it just a little bit. Uh, I'd like to talk about the digital revolution and the Internet and the like. It's an extraordinarily good question. One of the people who's written a little bit on it is uh, Eric Davis and his book, Tech Gnosis. But I'd like to point out that the Internet itself has had major influences on our culture and society that are very much trickster in nature. First of all, the trickster is typically a a boundary destroyer or boundary crosser, and the Internet allows enormous interconnectivity and crossing boundaries, international boundaries. I've communicated with people in Iran, in many other countries. So the boundaries uh, are breaking down. Just the way we think about how our world is built is breaking down. That's partly trickster. Also, you see a lot of deception on the Internet. You don't know what's true, what's false. Again, very trickster. What's one of the biggest things sold or involved in the Internet? Porn. Well, that's violation of sexual taboos. Also, it allows the marginal groups, the little guy, a voice. And sometimes those little guys and those marginal cultures can have a significant impact. That's what's called an inversion of hierarchy. Some of those small people, the little groups, can have a major impact. So the hierarchies are disrupted. Again, that's very trickster. The trickster is an underdog. People in the minor- in minority groups 
tend to have a greater understanding and affinity for the trickster than people in positions of power. So the Internet is very much a disruptive technology. Disruption is part of the whole trickster uh, archetype. So it's hard to predict what's going to happen. Things are more open. More, there are more possibilities available for us. So the digital revolution is indeed very, very trickster. It's very hard yeah. to make strong predictions about it, but we should be understanding what this entails, the breakdown of boundaries. When boundaries break down, when social groups break down, well, other groups are going to form. Groups that we, we might not be consciously aware of or thinking about now, because when there is a great deal of chaos, there's also a human tendency to restrict that chaos and establish order and structure, sometimes very, very quickly, and sometimes uh, with not a lot of uh, care for human needs. You can right. get dictated. The Arab Spring uh, uh, phenomenon yes, would be yes. a good example of social media and, and the little guy having tremendous influence. Now, George, you mentioned chaos. Uh, that's a perfect lead-in to a question from Wade Ridsdale, who's one of our top posters at forum.theparacast.com. And Wade is another one of our real thinkers uh, that listens to the show. And he asks, being that I am getting obsessed about how the principles of chaos theory may be intertwined in just about every aspect of our reality, I would like to hear what George has to say about what is the relationship, if any, between a trickster element and chaos theory, and is it the trickster that makes this world, or chaos? or both. And of course, he says that's a play on Lewis Hyde's book, Trickster Makes This World. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, a, it's an excellent question. Certainly, the trickster is sort of the governing archetype of the periods of instability and chaos. Now, the trickster is not completely chaotic. There is There are certain patterns that we can see. It, it's not total uh, chaos, but it's at the edge between chaos and order. In more chaotic situations, things are more in flux, so they can be more easily influenced. And we see this in some parapsychological laboratory work when certain types of systems that are more chaotic, more tend to fluctuate, have been shown to be more amenable to psychic influence. And of course, they're more amenable to ordinary influences as well. So it also means they're probably a bit more unpredictable. But there are certain patterns uh, in those types of uh, situations. We're probably going to encounter deception more frequently than others. We're going to be finding people who have low status may emerge more often than in more uh, stable situations. We're going to find sexual exploration and violation of sexual taboos more common. So we do have certain patterns we can see, but it also makes things more unpredictable and unstable. So back to you guys. Okay, here's a question from someone who just signed up this uh, past Monday, one of our new listeners, and he's posted his question at forum.theparacast.com. You know, we've already kind of briefly touched on this, but he he has an interesting question about uh, why and possibly uh, give us examples in your belief that paranormal events such as UFO sightings, visits from ghosts, strange creature manifestations tend to occur when our society is in transition. Now, you did kind of address that, but let's dig a little deeper on this one. You mentioned the UFO wave of 66, 67 during a tremendous time of social impl- uh, upheaval in our country and cultural change. Um, I personally think psychedelic use may have had something to do with it peripherally. I agree. 
But um, why do you think this is? I mean, does do these? Is it the cart of the horse, the chicken of the egg? Do the cultural transitional periods create openings for tricksterish type elements, or do the tricksterish type elements allow for the the uh, upheaval and change and destabilization um, of the culture? Which came first? Excellent question, and the answer is both. This is a constellation, not a linear cause-effect relationship. It's a bit like synchronicity. Synchronicity is an a-causal connecting principle. These things happen together. You can think of it in either direction. And this is a little bit difficult for a lot of people to grasp. It's, again, it time is irrelevant. There, uh, it, these, this is a constellation. So, Certainly, uh, uh, if, if one encounters a disruptive situation, that might stimulate these paranormal phenomena. But if you encounter paranormal phenomena, they can be very much life-changing and very destabilizing to your worldview and to your life. Before this show becomes destabilized, let's just take that pause that refreshes. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. largest independently owned communications network gcn graphic converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us it does not use any database you get full control of all your files want to view the images of a folder drag it into graphic converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files you could use it for slideshows you could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners need to do some image editing you can do that too in graphic converter also print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Time waits for no one. That's why you should hurry to not miss the Freeze Dry Guys end of year case lot sale. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 to receive 20 to 25% off Mountain House freeze-dried foods. Mountain House, the gold standard in long-term storage products, include real freeze-dried meats, entrees, eggs, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, 20 to 25% off now. Also receive 30% off other selected Mountain House foods. And receive 30% off selected Packaway brand dehydrated foods. Just call 866-404-3663 and ask for the freeze-dry guy. Plus, long-range patrol ration eggs and ham at superb discounts. But these are extremely hard to find and nearly gone, so call today. Ask about our LRP ice cream bars, too. Some items limited to stock on hand. And remember, the freeze-dry guy pays for shipping to your door within the lower 48 states. Order now. Don't miss out on the freeze-dry guy's end-of-year case lot sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. 
I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of Alex Jones because he has the courage to speak his mind more than just about anyone I know. Alex is just as bothered as I am about all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I'd prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to prevent prevent disease, not compound it. My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond OsteoFX. I recommend you go online to InfoWarsTeam.com to purchase these products and make them part of your daily regimen to get healthy and live longer. InfoWarsTeam.com Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. We have George Hansen, author of The Trickster and the Paranormal. And we've talked so much about tricksters and abductions and other subjects. Let's get to the book here. Let's focus on that for the remaining two segments, although everything goes back to that book. Why did you write that book? Why did you feel the need to set all this down and make it available for people to read for posterity, George Hansen? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, I had worked in parapsychology laboratories for eight years, as I'd mentioned, and there were certain aspects of uh, that experience I just didn't quite understand. Uh, so for a few years, I started reading biographies of con artists and works on theories of deception and started thinking about, okay, what is the connection between deception and the paranormal? And so I started to notice, well, of course, there were mediums that were deceitful. Uh, in fact, the history of mediumship, especially physical mediumship, producing large-scale physical phenomena, was rife with uh, accounts of deceptive mediums. Okay. And I went and I was also involved with the UFO topic at that time. So this whole idea of deception and UFOs, they were just so interrelated, and there had to be some type of connection here. I also came across the book Synchronicity, Science, Myth, and the Trickster by Combs and Holland. It's a very good book, and I highly recommend it. And they pointed out, so I, which is something I had not realized, is that in many earlier cultures, the idea of synchronicity and divination and the trickster 
went very much together. So, okay, I'm seeing a little connection here. Synchronicity and trickster. Hmm, very interesting. Then I found uh, an article by an anthropologist named Van Reedhead on structure and anti-structure. I knew that UFO groups and parapsychology laboratories and spiritualist groups were not all that stable. So the term anti-structure grabbed my attention. It was a very, very interesting article. It was published, I think, about 1993 in a journal called Anthropology of Consciousness. And with those things coming together in my mind, I said, aha, there are some very fundamental linkages here. Anti-structure is a synonym of liminality. And I had read about the trickster, and I had read about liminality in a few articles, and I had no idea what people were talking about. Then I started reading more deeply, and more articles, and all of this started coming together. So we had a collection a confluence of ideas. You had the trickster, you had deception, you had instability, you had synchronicity. All of these things come together uh, in the trickster figure. And no one really was writing about this. And I realized these are fundamental qualities of the paranormal. And so that's what it was. Finally, the Van Reed had article that convinced me there was something very fundamental linking these things, and that's why I wrote the book. But thank you for asking. It's a long explanation. I don't expect everyone to understand that. But there were odd things, the deception, the synchronicity, the divination, this instability in groups. There's, there are fundamental linkages, and we need to understand it in uh, looking at it, starting with the, basically these empirical observations. They have to be related, and they are. Right, and, and they, it, it just is across the board. The influence of these elements uh, sweep across the board, all the way through the culture, through various fields, scientific fields, academia, through trends, fads. Uh, I, I mean, the application is... Uh, is actually breathtaking when you really look at the element of liminality and uh, structure and anti-structure and destabilization. Uh, these things are really important and play a crucial role in all elements of our reality. That's right. And the investigators have to realize that when they start a group and they go out and investigate, they're likely to encounter interpersonal problems. This goes with the territory. These groups don't last. And I was very puzzled why they did not last. And I had observed this uh, in, even before I was in parapsychology scientifically, I was involved with paranormal groups, and I was seeing the same thing. And that puzzled me. But, it, but you're right. It's, you, you see this across the board. And it, there has to be some kind of explanation or understanding of this. And if we are expecting to be accepted and uh, becoming integrated into the academic world and into the universities, we've got to really rethink our, our expectations and what is possible. In your dreams, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and why is that? And what is the, why, why do we encounter that? We live in so, a society where everything has to be reduced to 140 characters in a Twitter post. And obviously what you have to say Hardly makes it with 140,000 characters. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> now, I don't want to belittle anyone's intelligence. These are very sophisticated concepts. They go against the mainstream and paranormal, assuming anything can be mainstream. So how do we 
impress upon people the need to have this fuller understanding and not be so restrictive in their approach to following these subjects? Well, I think we just have to let the people who have those uh, views kind of die off. (laughs) Well, that's not going to happen. Well, yeah, I think it does. I I, I see much more openness to these ideas among people in their 20s and 30s. You get people in their 40s or 50s or 60s, uh, they don't get it. Present company excluded, of course. Yeah, there are people in the paranormal field who've been outsiders to the major organizations that do get it. I had have had very good conversations with Tim Beckley about this this stuff. Now, this is the, interesting that you mentioned Tim Beckley, because some people think of Tim Beckley as kind of a carnival barker because he sells such a wide range of paranormal literature and some things that are maybe less than literature. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he knows lots of stuff, and he understands it. So, yeah, he's a very marginal figure, and he's been involved this even in his teenage years, and he's made a go of it. So he is really worth listening to, but most people won't because of like, just what you're saying. Uh, he put out a very good, uh, very nice volume on Jim Mosley, who's one of my heroes. And Mosley, likewise, is very much a trickster figure. Well, Jim, of course, was one of my closest friends in the world, and I'm sure he was a close friend of yours. And I knew him since the 1960s. He is the guest who probably appeared the most on the Paracast from the very first episode until just a few months before he died. Uh huh. And I agree with you about his trickster relationship, but you see... People in the field kind of take the tunnel vision approach again because they look at Jim and say, oh, well, let's see, his late dad was a military figure. He's just one of those disinformation agents. We look at people sometimes with contrary points of view. They're disinformation agents. Well, I I think uh, Jim was one of the most perceptive people in the field. And I I really enjoyed uh, reading Saucer Smirrits. I'd read it uh, cover to cover. Yes, but he was a trickster figure. He was very marginal. Uh, he he did perpetrate some hoaxes himself, but this exemplifies what we're dealing with. Jim is almost an incarnation of ufology in some sense. He displays these qualities. You have to analyze Mosley, and that Mosley's writing and his his career in this field really exemplify and illustrate the trickster quality. People don't think that way, especially if they're brought up in the the, the typical educational institutions that we have and in typical corporate structures. Institutions and corporate structures generally can't operate this way. So that we need to understand that. Those types of organizations really affect our thinking in very subtle ways. We exclude things that don't fit. Mosley didn't fit into the organizations. He was a journal subscriber to MUFA. That was all. Well, it must be tough being marginalized within the culture that's already been marginalized. So he is the marginalized person from a marginalized culture. Yes, yes. That's a double whammy from a marginalized society. But this is not a marginalized show, although some people try to marginalize us. That gets confusing. We have George Hansen with Gene and Chris here in the Paracast. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Ever need direction or guidance? Ask the Light. Like to have a quick source of insight and inspiration? Ask the Light. Would you like an easy way to spread kindness in this crazy world? Ask the Light. Ask the Light miracle cards from AskTheLight.com were created in the aftermath of a true miracle. Beautiful underwater photography capturing the dance of water and light are combined with inspirational words to create the 53-card deck of Ask the Light miracle cards in a custom, easy carry box. Ask the Light miracle cards speak directly to your heart and opens you to everyday miracles. Spread some kindness by giving a card away. It's a great way to connect with people. These cards bring blessings to all that experience them. Experience the many benefits for yourself. Visit askthelight.com to enjoy early holiday specials. Buy one deck for $18.50 or two for $30. They make great gifts for friends and family too. Ask the Light Miracle Cards at askthelight.com. We all have our own idea about what being safe and secure means. The doors locked, bills are paid, you've got a job that keeps the lights on, and a home to call your own. But what happens when Mother Nature throws a curveball? Are you prepared to live without electricity or passable roads for weeks at a time? Do you even have a plan B? If you do, are you willing to bet your life on it? Children left with no homes. And no one's coming to help them. Help the first step towards self-reliance in the face of disaster is a visit to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you'll find the absolute best prices on storable foods, non-GMO seeds, emergency water filtration devices, and so much more. All orders over $49 qualify for free shipping in the lower 48 states. Call 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. And speak to one of our preparedness advisors today or visit us at mypatriotsupply.com remember before it's time to survive it's time to prepare this alert just came in this special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build general steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock bottom prices that could save you thousands that's right general steel america's leader in pre-engineered structures is offering buildings at prices you will never see again don't miss these prices a 50 by 100 for thirty-five thousand dollars. you heard right that's five thousand square feet for thirty-five thousand dollars. manufacturers if you need a larger building try a 100 by 100 commercial building for 129,000. you can't afford to rent with these prices imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic
historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stan Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we all agree, Jim Mosley, my old friend, was one of the most interesting characters to ever come across in the UFO field. Fascinating and guy. Indeed, he was into a lot of interesting subjects. I had endless conversations with him about everything from politics to UFOs to the state of reality. And he just grokked a little bit of everything. He was brilliant. I mean, in terms of his education, he went to Princeton for a year or two and dropped out, which means nothing because we think that people like Steve Jobs, who was a brilliant man, And he went to college for maybe five minutes to audit a few classes, and it didn't really hurt him as somebody who innovated and affected everyone. So tell us more about Jim Mosley, the trickster. Well, Mosley was sort of, as you know, he published Saucer Smear, which was the gossip rag of ufology. And he'd poke fun at just about everyone. So he was a court jester. He would go and hang out with people at at UFO conferences and drink and just really a party animal. Well, tricksters are party animals often. As I've mentioned before, Jim uh, pulled some hoaxes, especially early in his career. Tricksters are often a bit antagonistic and uh, to the power structure. And Jim was certainly that in the UFO field. Richard Hall, uh, described him as a stinking turd on the living room carpet. <laughs> there was a birthday celebration and people were posting uh, pieces on. So, and Hall was one, was one of the top people in the UFO field, really a major uh, figure, despised Jim Mosley, as did many other very uh, prestigious or well-established people in the UFO field. Let me tell you a story because we're on our last segment about Richard Hall and Jim Mosley. And I was involved somewhat. But the first time they had an encounter, Jim Mosley calls the offices of NICAP, the organization that was run at that time by Major Donald Kehoe. And Richard Hall was essentially the office manager, okay? He was the operations guy. He was the Tim Cook. Now, let's not put him at that level. But you get the point. He was the operations guy, the manager. Jim talks to him for a few minutes. And then Hall says, are you taping this conversation? You've probably heard this, George. I have not. And Jim said, no, of course not. And he tried to explain, I don't have even a tape recorder. You know, Jim was the ultimate Luddite. At the end of his days, he was still using a 1980 Smith Corona portable electric typewriter to prepare saucer smear. So in the 60s, a tape recorder? No. But at that point, the conversation abruptly ended. But the point being here is that Hall hated Mosley for whatever reason. Then, a short time later, I paid a visit with a group of friends to Major Kehoe in Luray, Virginia. The next day, we visited NICAP headquarters off DuPont Circle in Washington. By the way, very near the location where in the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, you remember that the authorities are chasing Klaatu, Michael Rennie, and he is shot down near DuPont Circle. That's near where NICAP's headquarters were located later on. 
years later. One of those coincidences. Okay, so we go to NICAP headquarters. We open the door. There's Richard Hall, who looks at me. He knows who I am. He knows I was working with Jim Mosley. He says, you are not welcome here, shaking his finger in anger. Whoa. <laughs> what, what did John Keel call Mosley? The boil on the ass of ufology. <laughs> <sighs> So, yeah, the tricksters evoke that kind of uh, response, especially from people who have very high status. That's what you can expect. And the tricksters can be very perceptive, and you need to listen to them. But don't expect them to be well accepted anytime soon. So, yeah. Well, we have one more example. question from our, our question forum uh, at forum.theparacast.com. And this comes from another one of our real insightful posters, uh, Polterwurst. Uh, he's in Germany. Any of your own experiences that convinced you there is definitely a conscious reality, quote unquote, outside of our heads? Or could it all just be an illusion? Which he says, I guess, would be one big tricksterism in and of itself. Well, the laboratory-based research in parapsychology indicates that there, it's not just an illusion. There are real phenomena here. Uh, ESP, mind over matter, uh, that it may be a very different kind of reality than we think it is. But no, these phenomena exist. They are not simply illusory, period. So above and beyond, there's an external reality. Yes. Our world has certain phenomena that occur that we cannot explain by conventional science. So how do we get there? How do we get past the tiny corner of the world in which UFO and general paranormal research exists? And how do we go to the next step to understand what's really going on, not just this tiny perception of it? Well, what we do is we look at various scientific and scholarly and philosophical theories and see what fits the data. And we keep working along those lines. We have to change perspectives. We have to change paradigms at times and realize what approaches work and what no longer seem to give us any insight. Again, I will repeat, anthropologists and other studying other cultures have come to realize that these phenomena have been reported for a very, very long time. And other cultures have theorized about these phenomena via myths, and they've understood how to control and channel these forces using ritual. That's where we need to look. And there's some very interesting theoretical work done on that. It is highly abstract. It is not immediately obvious how these myths and rituals work. That's why the scholarly analysis is so important. But that takes time to absorb. It's not something that is read and easily digested even in a month or two. That's going to take a few years for people to start understanding these phenomena. And I'm convinced that there's a lot, lot of literature out there that is highly relevant, but people just haven't put the pieces together yet. It's not being a Stephen King fan and just reading a novel. It's you re- It makes you think. I'll tell you, the first chapter of my book, uh, Stalking the Trickster, trying just to define the trickster, I probably went through a whole uh, jar of ibuprofen because it gave me such a headache, just attempting, number one, to grasp the concept, but then to try to relate it uh, in language to someone else and with the written word was really difficult. Probably the most difficult thing I've ever, ever attempted uh, intellectually in my, my process. 
Yeah, it's a very different way of thinking. No question, people don't get it right away. Uh, and I've explained it to friends of mine who are very highly educated in lectures. They say, well, after the third time they've heard me, they start to get some of the ideas. And so, yeah, it takes time. You have to sit down, read a lot, contemplate it, think about examples, think about your life, think about people you know who've had these experiences, and just step back and look at the, uh, the whole UFO, the whole paranormal world in a different light. That takes sort of a reclusive time where you sit back, you do a lot of reading, a lot of thinking, and you don't necessarily ascribe or accept what's been told to you. You rethink things. What's important? What keeps reoccurring? This instability of groups keeps reoccurring. This deception keeps reoccurring. How do you account for that? And any theoretical work that's going to be comprehensive in describing the paranormal has to address those kinds of issues. George Hansen, can you tell our listeners where they can find more information about the trickster and the paranormal? Well, I've got a website, tricksterbook.com. You can also find me a few of my papers on academia.edu. People are not familiar with that. Some of your listeners should find academia.edu a real gold mine, but there's a lot of dross there as well. I also have a blog that I post to very occasionally, and I do have a Twitter page that I post to every month or two. Those are places you can go or right now. That's the best I can do for you. Check out George Hansen online. You can find us at theparacast.com. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. You can sign up for our premium service for a modest monthly or annual fee. Get an ad-free, high-resolution version of this show and the new exclusive podcast after the Paracast. Lots more coming. Plus.theparacast.com. On Twitter, we are the Paracast. On Facebook, there are two, not one, two Paracast fan clubs. Don't ask me to explain that. Chris O'Brien's site is OurStrangePlanet.com. Check it out and also order a copy of Stalking the Herd. He'll sign it. He'll number it if you order it from the site. George Hansen, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you for having me. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>